Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ben and Chris Talk Football. I am Chris. And I am Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. And quite a bit of news just broke. Uh, you're going to listen to this tomorrow morning. You probably already heard if you follow NFL football at all. Uh, but uh, Luke Kinkley, all pro, all world, fantastic linebacker, probably one of the best linebackers in the game. Not probably, he is one of the best there linebackers in the game. Uh, announced his retirement, surprisingly. Tonight, Tuesday night. Uh, what do you, What do you think? I mean, uh, the video was surreal. Uh, it tells you that he didn't take this lightly. This was a serious decision yeah, for on sure. his part. I mean, he didn't say why, but it's physical. You'd ha- yeah, yeah. Based on his his tone and the way he phrased everything, you'd have to think injuries. Yeah, I mean, he did have a concussion at some point. Uh, he's had. Different injuries almost seems like every year, but he's a seven-time Pro Bowler. And he got a Pro Bowl again this year. Former Defensive Player of the Year. You hate to see it, uh, but you have to applaud uh, these guys who decide Mm, at a young age to play and to further their career that at some point they just say, enough's enough, I can't do it, instead of – Going out there, continuing to do it, putting themselves at risk, putting other people at risk, and who knows what happens if they stay in the game too long, what happens after their career is over. What happens if their long-term mental state, too? Yeah, because we've seen, unfortunately, Uh, we've seen it too many times. I'm thinking like Junior Seau situation, Mm -hmm. you know, where he, you know, his ending was very, very sad. And, you know, it's sad to see a guy like Luke Kinkley go. If If you're a football fan, you love watching him play. Yeah. But like you said, you know, you applaud him for having the common sense to be able to say, okay, I was able to do this for eight years. I love this, but I'm only in my late 20s. I have so much life left to live and other things I can do. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to walk away and pursue other things and not be blinded by the money, which is, you know, not knocking anybody for taking the money. If I could make that kind of money, I would. But I'm like another guy like Andrew Luck. People wanted to criticize Andrew Luck for walking away. Yeah. And oh look at all the money he gave look at look at all the money he gave up and the opportunities and this if you looked at Andrew Luck when he was at the podium announcing his retirement, he was done, man. He was beaten. And he said that. He's like, I have nothing I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of being in a bad state of mind. Right. All I want to do is be in a better place and the only thing I can do is take myself away from the game. And and I hat, think, hats off to him. Put him putting himself and his health above money and all this other stuff. Good for you, man. Good luck. Yeah. And and I think we can if you take what Andrew Luck said, what if you watch the Luke Kinkley video, you can kind of not exactly, but you can translate it to your own life. If you make a decision and you want to do it for what's best for you, yep. your family, your mental health. I think you knew because I I know I made that decision within the past year that I need to make something that uh, make a decision that was better for me. Oh, same here. So sometimes, sometimes you have to take that financial hit just so you can have a better peace of mind than you can't. Cause you can't buy that. Right. You can't buy a peace of mind. You can't, you can't buy feeling okay about yourself and your mental state and, mm-hmm. and your future. And it doesn't matter how much money you make. If you're, if you're in the back of your mind, you're worried the next time you get hit, if you're going to be in a wheelchair or worried 
if your mental state is in a, unfortunately in, in, a, in a darker place, yeah, something you may do that you may regret, man, just yeah, absolutely, just stop. Do do what's best for you and your family, the people around you who care about you. Uh, what's best for yourself? Take care of yourself, and you know if if you need to tie to somebody or get help. Doesn't seem like the situation either one of those guys' case. No, but there have I been think... players in the past where they really could have benefited from having someone to maybe just vent to or talk to or seek help. But hats off to those two guys, and more you know, especially Kinkley, who is more recent as of like only a few hours ago retiring. Yeah. Doing what's best for you, man. Good luck to you. And uh, hope it's, yeah, hope it's thanks best for, for thanks him. for uh, entertaining us for the last eight years. Yep. Well, on to playoff banker tank. Yes, it was an interesting week. It was a great week. We had some uh, much better for me than last week. Yes, we had some flips. We had some people go from bottom to top and vice versa. Uh, Liz had a very good week. Yeah, she did. 19 points. Led the led the week and now leads overall. Oh, man. Good job, Liz. Yes, Liz. She leads Josh by two points. She and, leads uh, me, me by only three. Right. So, And she leads you by three points. Spoiler. And then um, John's got 31. I have 30. Uh, Tim has 29. Yeah, and... and- we we've seen John win Banker Tank regular season like three weeks in a row, so yeah. he's very capable of coming back here. John is done as deadly when he's really on his game. Uh and Tiffany's in last with twenty seven. Even say, even that's not Yeah. That's not bad though either. I mean that's no. everybody obviously we can't win the grand prize. No. But everybody who besides us is still in contention for this. It's gonna be tough though. Because we're in the championship week. There's two games. Yes. Not a lot of options. So there's going to be a lot of double ups. You're going to have to dig deep on this because. You, you might want to, when you when you look at it, because obviously we're going to do our picks. So we're going to do them uh, for the next episode. They'll be released and then everyone can do theirs. So what ours is is what ours is. We won't be able to see other people's before. Um, it's. It's gonna be tough, and it's gonna. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say it might come down to someone predicting the score. Good, very well, good. Because we've played, we've had eight games. You know how many people got the score right? Zero. And remember, when it comes down to the final game of the season, championship. Yes, the championship. Week. Only the top two of you will be competing for the prize. So if it was this week, it would be. Liz and Josh going yes. head-to-head. But we still have one more week. Um, and there will be, just to avoid, with only five categories yeah. possible for a tie, there will be a few extra a- a categories added in for that final game for the two in the championship. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll announce those on a later date. Yeah, we'll announce this when we get the, the two contestants yes. going head-to-head in the championship game. Um. I'm just interested to see. I'm interested to see with the picks because I, I just feel like there's going to be a little, little um, gamesmanship going on. Who's gonna Who's gonna pick first, and who's gonna drop theirs pick at what time? You know, we might have some. Here's the thing: if if you don't want your picks being made public until game time, just uh, message us. They will. They will be put out eventually. 
Um, just so everyone can see them. Yeah, because you can just screen screenshot the message and just post that to oh, yeah. her. I mean, once yeah. you know Saturday. Oh no, they're all on Sunday this week. Both on all, Sunday. Both on Sunday. So, so get, get your to... message to us by Sunday morning, and yeah, we'll make sure not to let the cat out of the bag until the game start. Well, why not but, have a little fun? It'll be it'll be interesting. I want to see who's gonna who's gonna really go out of the box and see if they can maneuver past some people because even these two points between Josh and Liz, I mean, they could realistically mirror each other by accident. Oh yeah. And yeah. we could we can I mean, we could know before the games even starts like, oh well, we know who doesn't have a shot to win. Yeah, I don't mean to uh, kill anybody's strategy there, but we uh want to keep it as competitive as possible. So Well if yeah. you want to avoid any potential uh strategic maneuvering by your uh by your counterparts <laughs> in the uh, in, in, in the banker tank thread, I can I can see that happening. Yeah, I I'd do it. Oh, that's not no knock at all. That's smart. I would do it if I wanted to hold on to a lead. All I'd have to do is just oh, okay. I'm going to copy that but, person. Then they can't beat me. I will say, I I can see at least one or two people Friday afternoon putting it out there and just saying, let it ride. Oh, and that, that's fine if you choose to. That's fine. But if you would like it to be a little more yeah uh, private with something on the line. Then you can just message us and we'll we'll post it up uh, Sunday morning. But it'll be interesting to watch it as the games unfold. And uh, you know, I just I just want it to be close. I'd like to see a close matchup. I like to see it come down to the last game and see who's going to be in. But it, it looks like it's you know, even though you're in between Josh and John, I mean, John's two points out. I mean, yeah, every, can, it's really close all around. Honestly, he can just sneak right in and boom, take that spot. So. I like I like where we're at. Even even if Tim and Tiffany pick a bunch of oddballs and go out on a limb and get a couple scores right, yeah, like, they they could come right back. It's they close. Could flip the script, and we're looking at two different people in the championship game. But I say we talk about the games that got us to the games we're going to be picking this weekend. Okay, I mean I, I wanted to talk about the more important thing, but yeah, we'll go. What's with that? This. What's that? The the playoff banker tag. That's the most important thing. Well, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. What are you talking about? The actual games. Oh. Well, we can talk about that then. That is what's next on our paper that we... <laughs> I did. That's what's next on our itinerary, so I figured we were going to transition so, to that after 12 sorry, minutes. Little brain fart. It's all right. No big deal. It happens. I might edit that out. I might just keep it. Who knows? So, <clears throat> which one would you like to talk about first? Because I know if I was you, I'd take a little bit of figure out on this one. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, yeah. so, sir, I cede the floor to you if you want to take that victory lap. And we, we, I do want to mention, first of all, it was funny because Ben <laughs> selected Tennessee to be in the AFC Championship game. Yet, he picked Baltimore this weekend. Or last weekend, excuse me. Yeah. I selected Baltimore to be in the AFC Championship game. Yet, I selected Tennessee to win, which is where the victory lap comes in. Yes. Because the Titans... Thoroughly, thoroughly, dis- I don't want to say dismantled, but they, they ran over. They yeah, that's that's a better that's a better way to put it. They ran over the Ravens, who showed just about every bit of an experience you can possibly show in a playoff game. All the trash they talked about the Patriots losing. Yep. And the Titans went into Baltimore, hit them right in the mouth, and knocked them out. I think I think Earl was uh, a little. 
chirping a little bit about how the Patriots couldn't tackle. Yeah, Earl 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 loves to talk when it's uh when when things are going in his favor. But uh, after you get <clears throat> not just one stiff arm in one play, sir, he got two stiff arms within two seconds of each other. I saw I saw a meme that said Earl Thomas got stiff arms so hard he became the lead blocker. Yes, because he got turned around. He did. I mean, Derrick Henry just bulldozed that defense the same way he did the Patriots two weeks ago. Let me make one thing very clear, though. When I say Baltimore showed their inexperience on every level, they're going to be okay. Oh, yeah. This is a really, really, really good team that, I mean, they could end up just getting completely wrecked by this loss and it would be the same. I really don't see that. I don't see that happening with this team. John Harbaugh is too good of a coach. Um... Although I do have to say, I'm going to be a little biased here. It is always a little enjoyable how smug he can be. Oh, yeah, As a non-Ravens fan, to see him over on the sideline, like, I don't know what to do now. This isn't good anymore. <laughs> he just has that mad look on his face. Yeah, like, yeah, we've seen that. We've seen that face before. But, but I mean, he, he is, he's a hell of a coach, and that, that is a really, really solid team. And uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be okay. They're going to be competitive for years to come. My but only, they did my, show their inexperience. Right, and my only concern would be how injured was Mark Ingram going into it? Because he also left the game. Yeah, he didn't He didn't look like Mark Ingram. But that's, then that leads to my second point. How healthy is Mark Ingram going to be? I've said multiple times, Lamar Jackson is this offense. Mark Ingram makes it work. Yeah. So if you don't have Mark Ingram... The one that you had for uh, the better part of 16 season, 60 weeks this year. Is your offense as good? I think I think clearly not based on the, the pass-to-run ratio they had. With yeah. 29, passes and 50, uh, 29 rushes and 59 passes, that's not Baltimore. And that's probably counting – the rushes is probably counting a few scrambles. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. So would. Yeah. You could even put it over 60 uh, uh, called – passes yeah that's that's not even that's actually 59 times lamar jackson threw the ball and you don't you don't want that you don't need that this is not a criticism of of lamar jackson you don't want lamar jackson throwing the ball 59 times you don't no here's the thing he loses his effectiveness as a pure passer because this is a criticism of him He's not a pocket passer. He's right. not a guy who's going to stand back there and pick you apart if that running game is not a threat. And that's not a knock on him. That's who he is. That's what got him to where he is. That's what got him the MVP award, even though he hasn't officially won it yet. He will. Yeah, he will. This is who he is. And I said this. If the Titans go in there and they get up early, you can go back to the last episode and listen. This is exactly what I said. If they yep. go in there and they get up early, and they did, they capitalized on Baltimore mistakes, and they got up by two touchdowns real quick then Baltimore could not be able to play catch-up with a with a hobbled Ingram. And, I mean, Mark Andrews played fine. Yeah. He wasn't a problem. The tight end seemed okay. But for whatever reason, without Ingram being Ingram, they decided, oh, now we're going to air the ball out. And that's not Lamar Jackson's strong point. And without giving, up, giving away too much for the next few games, there were two teams that we pointed out that we thought could or potentially could come back from a, a big – deficit it's kansas city and seattle yeah at least i know i did i don't know if we were we were fishy on on houston but 
Well, we're all, we've been fishing on we've Houston. Shaking on Houston since like week seven. So, but those are the only two teams, and I was I think I was a little bit more animate about Seattle. But we agreed a hundred percent on Kansas City oh, being the only yeah. one, like a hundred percent, that could come back. Well, Baltimore got down, and they couldn't. They couldn't come back. They don't have the receivers. Their offensive setup does not lend them to, you know, score massive points in the passing game, which is what they needed at, at some point. And if you don't have Mark Ingram, I'm sorry. You're not You're not a complete team. No, and that offense, that offense had a lot of really great flashes this year where they were really dangerous, but it's when they got up early and then they capitalized on turnovers. That's another thing. And they weren't able to do that because Ryan Tannehill throws the ball like six times a game. And, I mean, he, not a knock on Tannehill because he's, he's proved throughout the season he can throw for 300 yards if he has to. He didn't have to. Chris, out of the seven seven people that played Banker Tank, four of them picked Tannehill. Yeah. Including me and you picked Tannehill. Didn't need he to be. didn't even break 100. For the second straight week, he didn't break 100. No, he, he could have thrown, what do you throw, for, like 85 yards or something like that? Something like that. Like 70 blast the previous week and some 80-something this week. It's, it's, it's Derrick Henry ran for, what, 195? Yep. He now, and he threw for a touchdown. He threw for one. He threw for one. Yeah. And and now, and, and, and Henry now holds the record for the most rushing yards in the first four seasons of a person's career in the playoffs. Oh, playoffs, okay. Yeah, the playoffs. So... I mean, they're just they're just riding Derrick. How is that possible? Uh, this he, is the first time he's been in the playoffs, isn't it? No, I don't. No, he was in there last year. Okay, last year, last year, the year before they were in. There. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, okay, right. Um, I don't remember who he uh, surpassed. It's it's a name that I would remember uh, would remember, but I just don't remember it off the top of my head. But he, a prominent figure, he he passed this off season or oh, this uh, playoff. I said earlier in the year, man, I was not a Derrick Henry believer. Made a believer out of me. Yeah. I don't know what changed. If it was Mike Vrabel's system, if it was having Tannehill in there. I, I, I think everyone everyone agrees it's Tannehill. Well, no, because he was he he, he crushed it the last couple of games of last year. Right. And I thought, oh, he's playing for a contract or he's playing for hopefully an extension. This isn't who Derrick Henry is. We've seen him just flop and disappear. Oh, I, oh, oh, I thought you were talking For about. three plus years. Sorry, oh, the, I, the total team turnaround? Tannehill, no doubt. No, I was. I thought you were talking about Tannehill as the. I was talking about Tannehill. I thought Tannehill, Tannehill was the one that had the uh, strong last end of the season, but he wasn't. Oh no, no, I didn't no. realize you switched to Henry. Yeah, no, I was just talking about how I haven't, I haven't been a believer in Derrick yeah. Henry. Yeah, and I've I've stated that I was wrong. This guy's legit. He's a monster. You put him in the right system, a lot like Todd Gurley. Well, not um, non-injured Todd Gurley. Jeff Fisher system, he sucked. You put him in Sean McVay's system when he wasn't injured, turned into a monster again. You put these guys in the right system with the right packages, and it's just a whole different player. The guy looks unstoppable. And if you if you watched him play two years ago, you'd say he was a bust. Yeah. And he was a second-round pick. Yeah. And Man, he's, he's going to get bust? a very nice contract. So – before we move on to Kansas City, just give me. I know we're we're digging into post uh, to off season a little bit. First, first impression after two big games 
If you're Tennessee, do you pay him? Derrick Henry? Yes. Yes. I don't. I go into the offseason and I say, here's here's a here's the money I'm okay with giving Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's not going to take that money. I guarantee it. Because what I have in mind and what I what I'll what I'll look at and comps and all that, it won't be what he wants. It won't be that Ezekiel Elliott money. It won't be. He'll go somewhere else and I'll evolve the offense. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. I know what they're going to do. You're right. They're going to pay him. But here's the problem. and Well, not a problem because here's the thing. The first three years of his career, three and a half or so, mm-hmm. he, no, this is his fourth year, right? This is okay, year. first two and a half years of his career. Excuse me. He, I mean, the reason they brought in Deion Lewis was because they needed a lightning to his thunder because he wasn't being as effective as they thought he was going to be. In fact, I think the first year, if we looked at it, he probably didn't play all that much. Because no. first, his first year was um, DeMarco Murray. Yes. Mar- so this, the, is, the, this the, is a guy that's always had somebody nipping at his heels yeah. or the team always trying to bring in somebody to either motivate him or take some of the load off him. This isn't a guy who's had insane rushing totals for four seasons. I go back to the, Bama. They Bama, I mean, Bama just rolls running backs out like it's – like they're coming out of the slots machine, but even then they they had people in line behind him, so they didn't need to wear him down because Nick Saban doesn't wear down his running backs, right? I.e., look at Mark Ingram; he didn't wear him down. Still got a Heisman, and he and, still has a long career. And the thing too is, I don't sign him to a six or seven year deal. Running backs don't see those contracts oh. anymore. If they wanted to give him like a four-year front-loaded contract, so it would be more more appealing to him being front-loaded with a good guarantee. I think they could get him, re-sign him. I'd have no problem with that. Because then if you can get out of it after, like, year three or four, well, obviously, if it's a four-year contract, you get out after year four. <laughs> but if you can get out of it after year three with minimal hit, he still made his money. If he wants to go play somewhere else, that's fine, but he's not the same player he was. I have no problem with that at all. I think he's going to want to break the bank because he knows this is his one shot. Sure. Especially. Maybe. If he makes that run all the way to get a ring, he's going to want to break the bank. And if you're the owner of the Tennessee Titans, you don't have that party to give him his ring without a new contract. Even if, even if, I don't know when the party is in in, in accordance with the new league year when you can sign a contract or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, even if you can't hint it to him and have him sign it, you have that son of a gun drawn up because you can't let him walk away. Like, that would be the ultimate gutsy move to let him lead you to a Super Bowl, potentially, and let him go. Like, that would be the ultimate gutsy move. And it could backfire on Vrabel and the GM in less than a year if they just see him walk away and then he gets a, another rushing title. And they go 2-10. and ten. I just still... I just see what I see what he's gonna do. I just look at him and say, Sean Alexander. Oh, and I agree. But we'll we'll get into that more in the offseason. Yeah. You know, after after these uh the games that matter are I think included. we need I think we need to talk about um and I, I kind of did this on purpose, the comeback blowout. That game was ugly and beautiful all at the same time. I missed the first part when Kansas City or Tennessee was up. 
uh, 20. Houston, you mean? Houston, sorry. Houston was up 20. It used to be in Houston. So 20, 21 nothing or 24 nothing? 24 or? nothing. All right. And looking, everything, and I get, everything was going wrong for Kansas City. I get my car. And they just did a break. They like they said, oh, it was like it was up. They were up twenty four nothing, and then they just gave a, a quick breakdown of everything that happened. And by the time I get to t- watch it, watch it live, they're one point down. Yeah. And then they come out of the second half, and they just no, that was over. Patrick Mahomes just said, no, 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 we're not doing this. Done. Mahomes couldn't have a wouldn't have a, a plays were not developing. When he got guys open, I mean, Travis Kelsey dropped a pass, and then I think it was McCall Hardman dropped a pass, both on third down, both fine passes by Mahomes. Uh, Hardman was a little behind Hardman, but he still should have had it as an NFL receiver. And Houston was just rolling, and then they get the um, the Tyree kill fumble on the punt. Or well, the kickoff, excuse me. I don't remember if punt or kickoff, I can't remember. Either way, he fumbles it. They get it back. Score another touchdown, and it's just I'm I'm in disbelief because I'm like I cannot believe that this is how the Chiefs with the offense they have this is how it's unfolding. I never saw that coming. Then they get the ball back, and they're marching and they're marching and they're marching, and then they stall, kick a field goal, and that's it. Then they keep messing. They're the one dropping passes. They're the ones turning the ball over. I mean, it's almost like they thought the game only lasted one quarter. Clearly. Uh, It's just sad. They went from, wow, we're going to do exactly what the Titans did, and we're going to shock the world, and we're going to have Houston Texans hosting the former Houston Oilers, Tennessee Titans now for the AFC Championship game. What a story this is going to be. This is going to be fun. And then Houston's like, oh man, but there's three more quarters now. We're done. But I think um, I think they said on telecast that Kansas City was the highest scoring team in the second quarter. Well, that was proof because they scored 28 points in oh all season. Yeah, all season. Oh, That's pretty obvious. This game, yeah, yeah, it's pretty evident since they put up 28 points in one quarter. Like they just oh, it was it was lightning fast. It was I think it was like eight minutes of game time. But it was only like twelve minutes in, in real time. But literally, if you if you went to go make a a, 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 um, a pizza in the oven, but you came back, you're like, what the hell? This is a completely different ball game. It was twenty four nothing. Now it's twenty eight twenty four. Are you kidding me? It, it, it's really insane, um, and it tells you there's two things that I, there's just things that I see on this. It tells you how disgustingly good. Kansas City's passing game can be. Um, but the one concern I'll have going into this weekend, and we'll get into that on the next episode, is the fact that the leading rusher of this entire game was Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's a problem. Because he ha- because he had a 21-yard run. And Damian Williams got 47 yards, and he had a 26-yard run. Now... All I can say, we haven't already said about the Houston Texans. I'm not going to beat up on them anymore. To quote Denny Green, they are exactly who we thought they were. They're exactly who we thought they were. And Kansas City didn't let them off the hook. No, Kansas City did not. Kansas City sunk that hook in deeper and, and, and yanked them out of the ocean. They, 
They have. They, they just have. I don't know. There's just something they're missing. Like they you, did have a little fight, though. You got to admit, they had a little fight in the third quarter. Yeah, they tried. They tried, but it seems like some some point in the third quarter, they just I got after probably I think it was going to be their last the last score of the third quarter for Kansas City. It's just like they got nothing because they didn't score. Because Kansas City scores ten points in the fourth quarter, and and Kansas City, uh, Tennessee does uh, not Tennessee, Houston does nothing. No, just, it, they just turtle. They turtle. Here's the thing: they go from intermediate passes to Hopkins, sending Fuller deep. Uh, oh, and then uh, you know, then oh, they have Fuller run a slant, and they have Stills run deep. They're going. They're switching up their their packages. They're switching up uh, different uh, receivers, running different routes on different levels, and then it just stopped. Look, they, 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 they stopped trying to run. Would they just give up? I don't know. It's it's the same thing we've been saying about the Houston all season. All season, they looked dominant against the Patriots. Right. They looked like a team that was unstoppable. And then the following week, they looked like a Division two college team. Well, they beat the beat the Tennessee Titans to put a stranglehold on the on the division. And then what did they do the next week against Denver? Yeah, laid an egg against Denver. Which is why, and I know we don't want to beat up on them, but why we had such a problem with this team is they're almost like a fraud team. They're so talented, yet the construct of the team just doesn't lend itself to be a Super Bowl contender. Which it's, is a shame because there's a lot of players on that team I actually personally really like. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins. No, uh... Guy Will Fuller when he's healthy, when he's is a game changer, and they just can't seem to put it together. There's something missing. I don't know if it's in the coaching staff. Oh, I know what it is. It's a GM in the front office. And well, apparently they won't have one this year. Well, that's good. They can disappoint their fans again. And 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 Tony was saying it the entire game. Tony Romo, he was the uh, uh, an analyst. An- Tony analyst. Romo is the best analyst in football, by the way. Oh yeah. Uh he was saying, you know, they're playing man. They were doubling up Tyreek Hill. And he said, you, you have to gamble and either A, double up Kelsey and just take your shot with, with the rest of them, or you got to send extra guys. And they weren't doing that. And then, in the, and then in the second half, they just started playing zone. And Tony's just like, well, if you, you start playing zone, you, you're, you're just going to let the Kansas City go up and down the field because – they bust zones like nobody else. So yeah, too, I think too much speed on that team. Yeah, yeah. I just say they just at one point they just gave up, and it the secondary couldn't control the passing game at all. And it's not like, and the funny thing is, is when you least expected Kansas City to run the ball, they ran the ball for two touchdowns with Damian Williams. Nobody saw it coming. Not even. Not even the great Tony Romo did not see the runs coming. And I personally am looking forward to this game. Hopefully I can see a good portion of it. Cross your fingers. I don't want to give away my pick, but I'm looking at this game and this running lack of running attack by Kansas City and the running attack by Tennessee doesn't look good. The thing I'll say about this, and then we'll move on to the NFC, is, yeah, Kansas City is really dangerous when they have the ball. 
The passing attack is dangerous when they have the ball. Obviously, you can't score a passing touchdown when you don't have the ball. But Tennessee can put together some of these eight, nine-minute drives and then score a touchdown. And then if you make a mistake, like if if Kansas City spots Tennessee a 14, 21, 24-point lead, they're not coming back. Not because they don't have the talent to do it, because they have a lot more talent and ability to do it than than uh, than, than Baltimore did. Well, and I don't want the talent, but the structure of the offense. But you're not going to have time of possession. It's not. It's not going to matter. And we know. We know that defense. Yeah. And if they don't have Chris Jones, who's a pivotal part of that defensive line, I'm sorry, it's it's not going to be pretty. You thought you thought it was bad against New England and, and Baltimore. It could get real bad. Well, here's the thing. That also sets up for almost like uh, a letdown. It does. Uh, two, of the, two of the best defenses in football. And then, oh, well, here's Kansas City, who's been better the second half of the year, but still not great. No. And, well, here's Derrick Henry. He's a battering ram. Now, it could end up just being what it's been the last couple weeks, and he just carries the ball 30 times for 200 yards and two touchdowns, and that's just it. Tennessee's in the Super Bowl. Or, they hopefully Tennessee, for their sake, doesn't get overconfident and just decide it's going to be the Derrick Henry show, and that's it, and try to outdo Mahomes in the passing game because you won't do that. I just don't think – I think Mark Vrabel, Mike Vrabel is – Mark might be his brother, so he might, he might be an assistant. He might be. You never know. But I think Mike Rabel is confident enough and focused enough to maintain his offense because he doesn't seem like he – he's not like the defensive – it doesn't seem like – because the defensive coordinator, coincidentally, is Dean Pease, former defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots, former defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens. Huh. Very interesting. So I want to see what Dean Keys because it seems like this is and this is what you're you want your head coach to kind of be. You want you you want to have your defensive coordinator in charge of defense and your offensive coordinator in charge of offense, and you as the head coach are just there to facilitate, assist, and Andy game manage. Andy Reid game manage because that might be the key to this game. Nobody can find a way to blow a good lead in a championship game or mismanage a playoff game the way Dr. Robotnik, a.k.a. Andy Reid, can. There's, he, he just finds different ways every time. It will not surprise me if we're sitting here next Tuesday night saying, we told you. Yep. There's a, there, Andy there Reed, Andy is a Reed chance. came down to it. The last play, Andy Reid could have done this, and he did that. And that's why the Chiefs lost. Well, there is one team, Chris, there's one team, I would say, that came out as a top seed, did what they were supposed to do, put their foot on the throat of their opponent, and left it there. And that's San Francisco. They sure did, man. They looked good. They did not play. There's one team that did not play this weekend, and that was San Francisco. Houston. What? That they did not play. They didn't screw around. They didn't oh, screw oh, around. yeah, okay. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm they like, didn't screw around. They weren't playing. They're like, no, 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 no. I thought doing... you were going to say the Houston Texans for three quarters. But... No, 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 no. I, I don't. I don't count Kansas City because they they kind of let 
that uh, they left that door open for a little bit, I would say. No. San Francisco? Yeah. Put their foot on uh, Minnesota and said, nope, you're staying down there for the whole game. And 27 to 10, that that tells me everything I need to know. And, and I'll tell you what, if you watch the game, 27 to 10, it wasn't <laughs> – there's an old saying, oh, it was closer than the score indicates. Yeah, this wasn't. Well, This when, wasn't one of those. When Dalvin Cook averages two yards in a carry and has 18 yards, that tells you what you need to know. Because Kirk Cousins sucks. Yeah. I mean, he had a better week last week. Okay, so apparently this one playoff game justifies a massive like, fully guaranteed contract. Everybody's walking around like he's a second coming of Joe Montana all of a sudden. And then he came out this week, and he completely Kirk Cousins did. He does what he does in big games. Which, he doesn't show up. Which, Chris, to be honest, nobody even – nobody picked Minnesota. No. The the closest one we had – Because they're smart. The closest one we had was uh, John picked San Francisco 34-28 in overtime. That's the, I would say that's the oh, closest match. Here's the thing. Despite, despite all my, my negativity towards Kirk Cousins – I still thought it would be a closer game than this, I, so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't find any kind of fault with that scoring at all because I really thought Minnesota, in spite of Kirk Cousins, the way they played and the way they talked after they beat the Saints, was going to really show up and put something special on the field. Well, he got sacked six times. Yeah, they. It, it's just that's just not pretty, man. What spent more time on the ground, the yellow penalty flags or Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. Okay. I, I don't need to replay the whole game. I don't need to look at stats. All I need to see is is six sacks, and I would probably double that on how many hits he took, at least. Maybe even triple because he had 29 dropbacks. I mean, so, honestly, I'm, I'm trying to think of even more stuff to talk about about this game. It's, I, it's, it, we, we could have talked about the first two for an hour each. And it comes to this game, and it's just yep. San Fran dominated. Okay, on the Seattle Green Bay, and and Jimmy didn't do need, Jimmy didn't need to have a great game. He he went eleven nineteen. He was efficient. He's all right. He didn't have much pat, more passing yards than Ronnie Tanhill. No, Tevin Coleman. I mean, he erupted for a hundred yards. But the reason the pa- he brought him in, right? It was it literally it was the defense. That's all. The defense showed up and said, "Hi, how you doing? You're shut down." That's a team that knows who they are. Yeah. And that's why you see, you just talked about, and I, I, it didn't click till just now. Not not re, not retracking, uh, backtracking on the Houston. Houston doesn't know who they are. They should, but they don't. San Fran does. San Fran knows. Yeah, Garoppolo can go out and have a three hundred yard game. They can, you know, he can go out and have a three or four touchdown game. Defense and running the ball efficiently. Yeah, is San Fran's bread and butter, and if they do. What they did this past weekend to the Vikings, to the Green Bay, forget it. I mean, There's it's, no way. It's, it's Just, uh, you know, uh, fantasy football here. What Can you imagine if, you know, you get like prime San Fran against prime Tennessee and it's just a battle of the running backs? There might be one possession, each team, each half, and that's it. I mean, we could have a replay of last year's. Like San Fran will have it the first quarter. <laughs> um, Tennessee over the second quarter. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's the way they can possess the football and just hold on to it and just run the clock down and still be efficient. It, I mean, last year was one of the lowest scoring Super Bowls between New England and, yeah. and, and 13, LA. 13 to 3, yeah. And we can see 
I mean, unless unless Derrick Henry is going to go off and just run the ball crazy if he's there. Now, if Kansas City there, I there, there's no that that'll be interesting if Kansas City goes up against San Francisco. See, Kansas City is the kind of team that can give San Francisco problems. Oh yeah, because they don't have to run the ball and they can get rid of it really quick. And I don't care who you have in that secondary or on that line. If you hit one of those, it, it comes down to schemes. It's not matchups here; it's schemes. If you can hit one of those fast receivers, McCall Hardman, uh, Sammy Watkins, if he decides to show up for this game, if. obviously Tyreek Hill, you get one of those guys in a four- or five-yard slant and they get a, they, they get an opening, they're gone. Well, you Forget saw it. Damian Williams a couple weeks ago. Yeah. He took a little – what was it? What was it? I think it was a little screen pass and one guy missed. Only one guy. It's gone. 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 The only person that caught him was Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah, that was that was as much as I don't like Tyree Kill personally. That was pretty funny. That was that was pretty funny because he actually, I think he passed him before he got in the end zone. And something we can we could potentially unfold, uh, Super Bowl week. If San Francisco and Kansas City are facing each other, two team two two coaches that both flubbed in the Super Bowl or a well actually no both flubbed in the Super Bowl. Against the, against the Patriots, which one will not flub in the Super Bowl? And I'm talking about Shanahan and Andy Reid. Because we know Andy Reid's history, game management. Um, overall, obviously, legacy goes to Andy Reid. Oh, yeah. But you're talking right now, everything based on the team they have. Uh, I got I to I have more faith in Shanahan. I would, too. Just because... And I, I don't, I don't dislike Andy Reid. I, I, I know I'm knocking him here. I don't dislike him at all. I, I just, I get tired of him being compared to the great coaches, and I know his winning percentage and win totals. I get tired of him being compared to them when every time it's a big game, something matters. The guy just makes a dumb call. Either clock manage it, management, um, you know, um, coverages, anything, anything, any little nuance of the game, he can mess with and screw up. You know what it is. Where's his head? In the play sheet. Even, yeah, he's not watching the field. Right. Even even when he's not when they're not on offense, his head is in the play sheet. Why? That's why you need I am a proponent for your head coach, which is why I am and as a side note, I'm intrigued to see what Joe Judge does as not an offensive mind or a defensive mind, but a football. And I think that's exactly what the Giants went with him, honestly. It's an interesting play. Will we have a next Harbaugh, or will he just burn out after two years in New York? Because that's that's certainly He has possible. the talent there, that's for sure. Time will tell. Move on to the last game. Yeah, we Seattle, need to get Green to this Bay. one. Because this one, I mean, I, I, Green Bay did what they needed to do. I will say that. But it wasn't pretty. But as you heard Aaron Rodgers throughout the season, he says, like, a lot of games, yeah, we won ugly. And that's what they do. They win ugly. Still a win. That defense played really, really good, too. They did. When they needed to lock down Russell Wilson, they did. Because who's the leading rusher? A quarterback. Again. I have to say, I felt like I was back in the early to mid-90s again having San Fran and uh, in Green Bay. Playing an important playoff game. Yeah. Coming up, obviously. Obviously, it didn't happen yet, but, it, I, no, but I'm saying it, it seemed they, like they almost played each other every year 
for a couple of years there. Oh well, yeah, it was either that. It was either Green Bay, San Fran, or or uh, Green Dallas. Bay or or um, New York. Yep. I mean, this is this is this is going to be interesting coming up, and we'll talk about that game on on next episode. But yeah, it, it's interesting that that Green Bay was able to lock down sufficiently most of the receivers. I mean, DK had four for fifty nine, but Tyler had nine for. 136 and a touchdown you're not going to you're not going to contain russell wilson the entire game no but you sacked him five times that's and, that's that's just and and they didn't run the ball and we know pete wants to run the ball that's a problem marshawn lynch was a nice addition for for a battering ram on the goal line which you know seattle fans would say why didn't you do that five years ago Beside the point, um, you know, he just – he can't run in the open field anymore. No. That was pretty evident. And it was just watching this game, you have to kind of feel for Seattle because if they have Chris Carson for this run, they might be playing San Fran this week. Hell, if they had Chris Carson down the stretch, yeah, I was gonna say, might be paying, playing this game in Seattle. Yeah. It just – it was it was very, very apparent – as talented as Russell Wilson is, and he's he's tremendous. And Tyler Lockett, I've I've made no no uh, bones about my uh, my affinity for Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf came on strong, and looks like he's going to be a monster for the future. No running game, right, it, besides your quarterback. It's and just I, it, man. It's and just the it. injuries just killed that team down the stretch when it came to the running game, and it, it's a shame because you hate to see a team that was considered the best team in football for a good portion of the middle of the season. You see the injuries hit and all of a sudden it's like they just they can't they can't run the kind of game plan they want to run. And they and they said uh Bobby Wagner was playing with a serious injury. Yeah. Bobby Wagner's your quarterback of the defense. And he still played well. And he still played <laughs> well. Like I'm not gonna poo poo on this defense because they played as well as they could. Yep. The problem is and it's not there's nothing you can do if you're Seattle. No. You lost three guys, your top three running backs, and you just tried to go get Marshawn Lynch and work with Travis Homer. And here's the thing. Russell Wilson can't be 100% either because instead of instead of doing – I remember earlier in the season we said, hey, Lamar Jackson, stop taking those hits, follow Russell Wilson's lead. Russell Wilson started taking those hits because he had to get first downs because he knows he's the running game. He's it. So he's not 100%. I don't I don't want I don't I didn't like how much they ran with Russell Wilson. No. But then you look at it, he didn't have a choice. No. They didn't have if, a choice. If the receivers couldn't get open because they're playing um a cover 3 or they're just playing a soft zone, it, it's just what are you going to do? And if they're and if their corners lock in on the receivers, like DK's good, but Jair Alexander Pretty damn good young corner. I do want to say I uh, I called that one. You did. I I I. I, I, when I saw I saw Jair covering Metcalf. I was like, ah, I gotta, I gotta make sure I tell Ben about this one. You also called kind of called the other one, but I will say I noticed that um, Seattle still employs the this corner plays this side, this corner plays this side, but you did have Shaquille Griffin on Adams sometimes. Yeah. But they play sides. They don't trail. So 
it was interesting that at one point you had, I don't know his name. It was the nickel corner. Jeez, I wish I wish I knew which one it was, but I don't remember his name. Oh, uh, Amandi was the nickel corner. You know who he was covered at one point? Adams. Yep. Yeah. That would happen. You know what happened on that one? Oh, tried to cover Adams with a elite cornerback. It was mind. bad. It was bad. Yeah. The only the only one that was worse was the the crosser, and I don't think I don't think Griffith was covering him, but the crosser, uh, the deep no the deep it was a deep post, and Adams made one move. One juke move on the corner, gone, and he was gone. And the and the safety, uh, Diggs, took an angle to bracket him, and because he made that nice cut back to the center of the field, he was gone. And it was, and and um, who was it? It was Aikman, kind of, kind of, kind of crapped on the both of those, both the corner and the safety for a bit on that one. Uh, but yeah, you got you were right. Jair was. On uh, DK, I didn't think they would do that, but I was wrong. It was interesting. Um, I just hope, I just hope we have a good game. But I, I want to see because you saw some innovation with um, Matt Lafour. He was using some guys. This kid, um, Tyler Irving. I guess they picked up from who was it? I don't remember the team that dropped him. I cut him with like week 14. But they cut him. These guys picked him up. Oh, Jacksonville. He was on Jacksonville. They cut him. They picked him up. They used him twice on, uh, I think they were uh, sweeps. Mm-hmm. Two carries for 25 yards. I mean, it. it's not much, but that's it's a play that they, now the defense has to put in their back right. of their head. And imagine replace Tyler Irving with Devontae Adams and you don't and you don't believe that Devontae's gonna get the ball on a, a sweep. Oof. Gone. So it's it's intriguing what he's doing with his offense, but at the same time, we see who they're gonna face. It's not gonna it's it could potentially not be pretty. So there's one more thing. One more little bit of news. One more bit of we're news. Now that we're that we, done talking about those games. We kind of have to. I, I think it's. Um, we wouldn't represent our brand well if we didn't. If we just ignored it. Julian Edelman acted like an idiot. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was an idiot and got arrested. See, I. That's one of the reasons I didn't at first. Uh, Talk about bringing it up because I, I heard he was cited, which is very different than being arrested. And then I heard he got arrested. Yeah. And I mean, either way, dude. Like, okay, people who out there want to just jump on him need to lay off a little bit. He acted stupid, but he uh, wasn't, you know, doing what Kareem Hunt did and you know kicking a girl in a hotel lobby. He wasn't beating his kids like. Certain other NFL players have been accused of and proven to have done. The guy had a little too much drink, acted like an idiot, did some damage, and he's going to have to end up paying some fines for that. And, uh, you know, he acted like a moron. But this is a guy who's also done a lot of really, really good things. And he went out one night and had a little bit too much of the sauce, and, uh, you know, that's why you should just stay home if you're going to drink like that. (laughs) 
Because oh, interesting, he was with the Dola too. Yeah, and Paul Pierce for some reason. No. Oh. Uh, okay. So apparently, well, that's what happens when Boston goes to L.A. I guess. Um, I just Jules has just got a. This is one of those instances where you can just put it behind you, move on, learn from it, recognize that it happened. Apologize to the person that just don't apologize. Apologize to the person that you did it to when of you're. Of course, I'm sure. Mind. I'm sure he has at this point. I would hope. <clears throat> and move on from it, and don't act like it didn't happen. But move on from it, because you don't want to turn into somebody else who just likes to take stuff and uh, blow it out of proportion. <clears throat> Antonio Brown. Yeah. Well, I don't think that's. Uh, I think that's uh, not Edelman's no style. I mean, like I said, this is out of this is. Very seemingly, from what we've seen, out of character for him. And the dude did something dumb. Like you said, you know, you call him on it. And he's, you know, he's he's going to have to pay the damages. Apparently what, apparently what I hear happened is he was out just acting, just having a night out. Or afternoon, I don't know what time it was. And he jumped on the hood of someone's Mercedes. And somebody saw him and he called the cops or told the cops. And yeah. they they saw him and they saw the damage and... You know, he's going to obviously have to, and he should, have to repair the damages and stuff like that. And yeah. I don't find anything funny in it. I think it's a stupid thing to do. Certainly not something I would do or I would condone. At the same point, well, you know, there's worse things in the world you could do, so let's keep it in context. You know what Herm Edwards always said? Nothing good happens after two, right? Yeah, no. Well, we don't, this doesn't apply because it happened at 9 p.m. Yeah. So, But, it's still... The, you just, you just need to be better. <laughs> funniest thing. The funniest thing I saw was somebody saying, damn, Edelman doesn't have to work in January one time when he can't control himself. Oh, yeah. I mean, think of it I that mean, way. Yeah. If, if, I mean, if the Patriots had been more successful, maybe yeah. he's not in this he situation. He still gives you guys something to talk about and listen to. He's a man of the people. He's just trying he's to help He's a man out. of the people. Nah, he, he's, he's just actually, he, I love Jules, but he acts like an idiot. He's got to grow up. But things happen. He could have done. He could have done a lot worse. Oh, yeah. And people have done a lot worse. It's been swept under the rug. So and let's put this in context and calm down a little bit. So, you got anything else left, sir? I'm good, man. I'm right. good. I think, I think that's uh, you good. Uh, yeah, I'm all set. Uh, we just gotta get ready for playoff banker tank all right, last well, week, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, if uh, you gotta leave us your banker tank predictions. And let us know what you think about today's show. And Ben, how can they do that? Well, they can go on Twitter. That's Ben Chris Talk FO One. Uh, you can hit us up on Instagram or see all the lovely posts we put up. That's Ben underscore Chris Talk Football. Or you can go on Facebook where we'll put our banker tank um, post up on Friday, and you can put your uh, picks in. Or as Chris Elkley put earlier. You can message me. And I will say, as a little aside, even if you haven't played yet and you're still eligible for the prize, you could still win. Even not playing the first two weeks, you could still win. Because you can rack up 64 points in one week if you get everything right. Is that true with only two games? No, because I have to read through math. Good job, yeah. Ben. Yeah. I yeah. think I think still, though, I think uh, someone might be able to win might we'll also be taking donations for a calculator for ben 
or an abacus, maybe if you have one laying around. Um, I would like to go with the abacus just cool. because. A old school. I'm a little, I'm a little old school. Not gonna right. lie, a little wrong old school. That. Wrong with that. Plus, I have a phone, so there's a calculator on there. Oh, well, you could have fooled me. Uh, thank you. Uh, but when if you want to have our uh, conversations, uh, message us or whatever, hit us up on Facebook page. Ben, Chris talk. Ben and Chris talk football. Chris. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that will wrap it up. Thank you very much for listening to episode 28 already. For Ben, I am Chris. Don't forget to make your picks, and we will see you right back here Friday morning. Thank you. Thank you.